Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com slash for your free audiobook download. Ariel, <laughs> Ariel mold spores. Little girls. Are you guys ready to record? Sean's ready to punch me. I the think. cast of us. He's got the fist ready. How long have you been holding on to that one? <laughs> like 18 hours. <laughs> God, we were talking about how we wish we could record the, the last blast as well. I'm like, oh, this man. morning yeah. was like, oh, the last of us, blast with, of us. I was going to call it with blasts of us. Yeah, with blasts of us. So that all was of us the, are just been apparently my, like yeah. sitting on the stupid pressure cooker of fucking last of us podcast, last blast yeah. cast Me bullshit. It's June 26th, 2013. This is Idle Thumbs 112. Yes! I did it. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Jake Rodkin. I'm Sean Vanneman. And I'm Nick Brecken. And this <laughs> is the last podcast we're of the week. No. <laughs> no, it's not. It's tomorrow's Dota today. Right. Then we're going to finally do this This is the last of us cast. Of us. The cast of us. The cast of us. Just. just, Nick, just Nick, have you ever if, heard that? If we joke could get before? this episode to open like a 70s sitcom called The Cast of Us. <laughs> <laughs> With a real. I saw like, a twinkle in your eye. I thought you were thinking about maybe. But it's like what that. the theme song for The Cast of Us is. Just mm. How far. The are, cast of us. So. Jake has completed, not completed the. Jake has not played the game. I've not completed purchasing <laughs> the game. Jake has completed. Oh, yeah, you he started. You were like, Jake has completed. I'm like, whoa. Nothing. Jake has not completed. Oh, okay. Jake has not begun the yeah. game. <laughs> I thought you were the one who was most excited about it. Yeah, I. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most sincere little yeah. yeah. I am still excited to play it, but uh, I was moving apartments this weekend, and in the midst of the move, I still the two goddamn targets that i was in i tried to buy it and it was sold out of them and i said well that was the most bandwidth i could spend on trying to play the last of us this weekend so i didn't do it you push a lot of furniture in this game you would have been pra- well practiced man yeah. nice moving those armoires that you moved i imagine <laughs> while you were moving. not as many as ladders and planks a lot of a lot of planks you are into moving around ladders and planks in this that's game. how you traverse my friend that is part of the game so i feel pillars. like your character must have been a roofer or something I th- we were talking about this. Yeah. The last yeah. roofer. He yeah. does lift well. You <laughs> yeah, notice that? He's, yeah. he's really got yeah. those, so, you know. I'm playing it uh, with Amelia, and every time the guy picks up something, I just hear him be like, hmm. I'm like, he's a there, lady. But then whenever the lady <laughs> picks up something, she's like, oh, don't lift with your back. Like, it really bothers <laughs> her <laughs> that Tesla doesn't, like, yeah. lift from her haunches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how far are you guys? 
further than you probably. Yeah. Right. Let's maybe we should slam. Just Last of Us slam. Well, no, no. I'm just guessing because you're still <laughs> talking about tests. Whoa! Oh, oh, Jesus! Whoa! We just been waiting for oh, that. We've been oh. waiting for her to go. Obviously, because she's not in any that of anything. That have to be a spoiler, and if you didn't act that way to it. Well, I haven't played the game, and I can tell what you're spoiling. Anyway, <laughs> but whatever. But you know instantly when this lady shows up that she's not going to be around because a the title of the game, and b she wasn't in any of the marketing material. Yeah, she's not on the box. There's whole chunks yeah. of gameplay that I've seen where it's just Ellie and uh, Joel. Yeah. Oh, like all the demos they ever showed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. On the box. On the box. There's just uh, like a middle-aged like uh, white lady you're with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who's sort of like Joel's like... The gameplay demos that like... I think they're like they're like heteroplatonic pals. They're like heteroplatonic pals. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not together. <laughs> right? I don't think so. I didn't get the sense they were. But they're together. They'd, they'd probably like had maybe an encounter but like i don't know it didn't seem like chris is writing some some, some fiction <laughs> i just like search tumblr to find out if they had those, a, yeah, right. those search characters art. the reason i say that is because those ca- like every character in this search game deviant art for yeah. sonic the hedgehog variants of oh, these God. characters <laughs> tess the hedgehog yeah yeah, mm, that, yeah that almost certainly exists can i show you the photo of sean the hedgehog I don't think so. Oh, yeah. God. We'll look oh, at the break. Fantastic. It's my favorite thing on the planet. Somebody, okay. I saw that on, on Twitter sidebar yeah. here. That somebody's like, oh, search your name, the hedgehog, just as a reminder that this exists. I was like, what does that mean? Yeah. So I did that on DeviantArt, and sure enough, yeah, you can, if you search Sean for the Hedgehog is tremendous. The Last of Us, the Hedgehog, it's just a box, but with like <laughs> spikes and a sassy like, finger point. It's pretty good. Um, so let's just say where we are, sure. and then you'll know as a reader where we are. And if you're worried about spoilers, come on back to this podcast when you're done mm-hmm. or you past hear- these parts i don't even know how to describe like where we are we've killed a lot of zombies pittsburgh they're clickers okay pittsburgh sure yeah is that actually where you are that, yeah yeah do you start in boston yes okay that because well, the dome, game itself the capital starts dome. in texas right it starts right. in texas you end up in boston in present day okay yeah. so i'm on my way to the dome right now i just kind of got okay, there you're still in boston yeah, yeah in yeah. in boston and you guys are in pittsburgh yeah man and I like that it's. Little, I really yeah. like that it's set in these specific locations, mm-hmm. but it I doesn't agree. like, like smash them down your throat mm-hmm. like a video game normally would. Yeah. You know, like I feel like you'd be like in Fenway or something in a lot of video game choices, but it's yeah. just sort of a city, mm-hmm. and then you start to glean that it's Boston, like the freeway. I wish that I had played enough of The Last of Us to talk about this because it's a thing that I'm really excited about whenever I look at the game. Um, my only context for all of this, the only reason that I actually knew that The Last of Us takes place in a real place is because of that guy who made the fan art map of the Boston Underground getting mad that <laughs> oh, yeah. was in the game. And yeah. I said, oh, cool. That screenshot that shows it looks really authentic. The end. You know what's weird? It just, I guess, shows how disconnected I am from kind of the video game hype cycle these days. I didn't even know this game had zombies in it until like a few weeks before it came out. They're not zombies. They're, they're zombies. They're infected. That's just, what, that's just what zombies are now, though. That's right. just what all zombies now are. It's the no. same as every other zombie thing. The ones, the spore ones that have their, their faces all yeah. looking like mushrooms. Yeah. Um, but, like, Left 4 Dead has goofy shit like yeah, that. Yeah, I like those guys, though. Not like I don't like, like, I like it. Them I'm just saying I didn't really. realize it was... I, I, For some reason, I guess I hadn't seen any trailers that had zombies in them or anything. Mm-hmm. They know. didn't show a ton of that stuff, actually. And, like, the, the only... There was a fungal guy in the announced trailer, actually. I watched. Oh, okay. I, I think my only it, experience yeah. with The Last of Us was seeing, like, their packs. Yeah, and that was you against other survivors. Yeah, that was... Yeah, which I liked that a lot. That was Dude and Ellie against... It kind of felt like the packs, tri- the packs, like, what was that, like, 15 minutes of play, yeah. of gameplay? They, um... It seemed like the game was going to be 
you just and the surviving people around like yeah that the infected were sort of had been there and gone but it does it definitely doesn't feel like that in the first three hours of the game uh nor in the subsequent three hours yeah yeah i've gone up against a couple of like military guys it pretty um, much keeps at least to the point where nick and i are it basically just keeps ping-ponging yeah, between, it's between so the two. The, yeah. Are the zombie guys generally just like the low-level wave guys they can send at you? Or like, no, no, no. It's not really like, wave they're actually they're boss kind of zombies. Weird. Yeah, there are boss zombies, and then yeah. there are also like... Oh, like special, special infected? Special, yes. yeah, basically, like special zombies that can one-hit you if they get within a certain range by just biting your neck off. Yeah, like, those which, are hard. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I... Um, so people are losing their shit over this game, including basically my entire Twitter feed. Also, including yeah. like Gainer. Like, yes, I mean, Steve, it seems like Steve he, is super into it. Yeah. I imagine that he has some reservations about it, but it seems like just from the like aesthetic presentation, from the sort of world feel stuff, Steve mm-hmm. was just losing his shit. That stuff, really is, that stuff is great. That stuff is fantastic. Well, thing, I, I really like the, the the pace and sort of dis, like density of the first fifteen minutes. I think it's really hard to keep up in a game, but if any game could do it, it would be a Naughty Dog game. And I was really hoping that that is what was going to happen. And it really uh, thinned out when yeah. it comes oh, to just, sure. yeah. It becomes much more of like a game, 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 video game. But I mean, it does all the things. Oh, dude, you have to play it. It has the, all the things we used to talk about wanting to do. And then a lot of the things we, we did do. But, it, man, it's so great. Like, you just... Something as simple as the, as the movement mm-hmm. style of the game it doesn't have that really wonky pull back on the stick and your guy turns around. Like it has really like well acted walking. So if you're moving forward and you pull back on the stick, the character sort of like just shuffles backwards and looks over their shoulder. They have these really nice right to left turns, just like really beautiful movement mechanics. But then, especially in the first 15 minutes of the game, you're actually playing as the dude's daughter mm-hmm. on like the, the day. I like of that a the lot. Infected. You yeah. like that a lot. Yeah. I liked it a lot too. And it has a lot of like, just learn about the world stuff that even in sort of like you pick up notes like in gone home and you look at them and they're handwritten and it has that level of, of fidelity and detail in the really densely populated world of just stuff and you're like holy fuck this fucking game. holy fuck there's probably there's ghosts actually, in this game there's, a, there's <laughs> an amazing favorite note. yeah my favorite single <clears throat> yeah. moment in the entire game so far and you know i'm not i don't know how far i am although i i'm already wondering if i'm gonna have the wherewithal to finish it just because like every other game of this style eventually i'm just like all right i see what you do now. So I don't know how far, I don't know what percentage through the game I am, but um, there's a really amazing moment where you find a note that pertains directly to a character you're with. And it's like, has very uh, deep personal significance to this character. And it's obvious upon reading it that that's true. And I didn't realize this was going to happen, but I guess if you pick up the note and then go talk to him after doing so, and presumably you don't have to do this because I would imagine it would be possible to just not ever pick up the note in the first place. But when I played, I, talk to him and your character just gives him the note and is like, here, I found this. This is addressed to you. And he reads it and it's like very uh, difficult for him to read. And, uh, and he's just kind of grumbles. He's this kind of old crotchety guy. And, uh, and he grumbles and anyway, you guys leave the scene, you know, you go through the gate that's, that requires that demands the cutscene happen and it goes out. And then once you have control of your character again, as you're walking out of the garage that you were in when this transpired, you realize there's a note on the ground and you pick it up and it's a crumpled version of that note that he dropped like 10 paces from where you were before. And when you look at it, it looks like the paper has actually been right. like balled up, tossed away. And then your character like, like uncrumples, un- it. uncrumples it to read it. 
And it was a really amazing... That's a really cool passive story to just happen. That's yeah, awesome. I've never seen that specific thing done in a game before. Like that particular little thing. And it was interesting because this is a game where most most of the things that really blew me away in this game, blew me away IGN.com in this game, uh, are the things that actually did cost a lot of money for the most part. Or at least were a lot of iteration and clearly testing and refinement. You know, I mean, a lot of the visual parts are the things that I found most impressive and the things that they nailed just really, really well. But this was something that was super inexpensive, clearly, for just a level designer to do with a little tiny bit of art support. Uh, and it was by far one of the most effective moments of the entire game that I've seen. And I, I thought that was a really amazing bit of attention to detail and just um, creativity, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's also just really, I don't know, I was making fun of the Uncanny Valley-ish you know, acting at the at the beginning of the game, but man, like I don't know, Sean. Well, Sean's over there. <laughs> like I was emotionally affected in the first thirty minutes of that game. Like the acting at first, I was just hearing the voice actors in the booth um, because their mouths move, and it's like, oh, that's sort of a computer man, and you just it doesn't really connect. But then there are just moments where it locks in, and it's really good. Like it's getting weird how games are doing all this stuff in real time, and it actually fucking works. It makes me feel something. It's really weird. I don't know. I don't know. Did you feel that way, Sean? I, maybe in the first yeah. half an hour or so? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... <clears throat> yeah, I'm not going to say that everything it's is funny. hitting me on There's that level. There's just like but little was... things of just uh, like, I don't know, in-gameplay performance that I'm really like like really uh, impressed by. Yeah. For when me, it's in, like split seconds, mm-hmm. you know, like where it's just, it's just Same. like the where tone the of somebody's like voice his pops t- out of the screen for yeah, a second. It's and just hits like, you. Yeah. Whoa, like that's a, that looks, if I just squint, that's a fucking scene and that guy is sad and it makes me sad. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. When you were, the, when you were, uh, <laughs> if I squint, that's a fucking scene and that guy is sad and that makes me sad. <laughs> Nick Breck in age five, yep. trying, to, <laughs> trying to explain the concept of empathy and like not quite God. being sure what I'm the gonna words were that That, that, that man like, is sad uh, and it makes me sad. That lauds, like a, that Citizen Kane quote at the bottom of The Last of Us lauds wallpaper that we oh, floated yeah, around yeah, and yeah. just replaced that, <laughs> right, yeah, quote yeah. With that quote. Nick Brecken, yeah. five-year-old man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're in the back of a car at the very beginning and you're on the run from whatever, the, the infected, and you're the little girl and you can look in 360 degrees, paw around in 360 degrees, yeah. that just made you, that was like transportative. Yeah. Like you just yeah, felt really like... Yeah. That's what that feels like to be a kid in the backseat. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you see that scene in every movie about a kid yeah. running That's from like something. It's the Spielberg world. I was about to say it's the world the like yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It just little kid. But it's it's one of those yeah. things where it's yeah. it's really cliche in a film, but in a game like executed at this level. Yeah. It just makes you feel like that's what it feels like, and that's something that's really cool about the game. And the game has tons of moments like that. Um, I sent you that quote from Amelia about like mm-hmm. what she thought about the game. She said this like most like succinct analysis. She's like, the game is beautiful, so I can't look away, but I am not thrilled. It's not, it, but it is not thrilling. Like the game is not thrilling or um, like uh, I'm not compelled to continue to go on, hmm. but I can't look away. And I thought that was like a really like interesting analysis, but and I actually share it to some extent. There are moments of the game where I just want to see the next yeah. amazing area, and I'm blown away <laughs> by uh, what's coming out of the screen. 
but the density of the storytelling and of the character development really, really, really falls away for sure. The gameplay. This, is, this the game. is a game that, like, I hate to say it, but I feel, I feel this way about most AAA kind of big blockbuster games these days, and it's it's only frustrating to say it when it's a game that has so many great things in it, like this one. But this is a game that, to me, is like less than the sum of its parts. Like the parts are fucking incredible, off the charts, amazing. But as a total experience, like it it kind of just leaves me not really feeling anything in aggregate. Like I feel individual things at individual moments. Like mm-hmm. I'll have combat encounters that are practically fucking transcendent, you know, that the way that they play off with me, like the ones that are, that are effective for me are the ones that start off when I'm trying to actually sneak by undetected and I get about halfway to two thirds through, then I'm seen and I have to book it for the rest or like hit a guy off in hand to hand combat and then like, as he stumbles back, you shotgun him and two more guys come and you hit him with a pipe and like all that stuff. When that plays out well and has that arc to it, the way it would you imagine in this situation where your first intention is not to ever be seen or noticed. But then when you have to be, it's like shit is just brutal, right? Like not not just clean one, two, take them out, but really just messy. And that that's all, when that happens and it plays out like that, it's amazing. Um, but then there's there's just there's for every one of those, there's another few encounters I have that are just very workmanlike or it's just me walking around an environment and like leaning more ladders against walls for no real reason except that they just needed a way to gate you for a couple minutes again. Like it's just all the video game, video game things that just remind me that all the stuff I'm doing is just in the context of someone being like, all right, we need some non-combat mechanics. Um, Put a plank across a thing. Like walk around a gated area. Like Mm -hmm. there's just there's a bag of tricks that becomes very apparent after a while. And it's like, I find myself wondering why this, and, and I know why I know the actual like business reason and, and the like just expectations gamers have now, but I find myself wondering why this game is this long. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, like, do you think it'd be better if the game was just half as long? Hours and hours and hours. Yeah, I do think that, you know, for just forever. And I'm like, the, it just makes me, it increases the average time between the really effective moments but this game isn't like I don't know how long it is, but it's not however long it is. It's not that many hours of amazing, dense top shelf storytelling. It just isn't. But it's also not that many hours of like really incredible transcendent combat. Like it's just it's those things sparsely associated in like a structure that is extraordinarily conventional and just beautiful beyond fucking belief. And I can't overstate that enough. Like it is an extraordinarily gorgeous game, possibly one of one of easily one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. And one of the most beautiful things I've seen on a screen before. It's amazing. Like there, I found myself really happy to keep getting killed by the crazy spore guy because in the dark, in this like dark underlit abandoned school, the, the effect that happens when the spore guy's thing explodes in front of your face is so ridiculously gorgeous and the way it plays with the other light sources and the way that, like, it it casts a light on this crazy combat scene that's happening is, like, so mind-bogglingly beautiful and fascinating and creative that I – that was amazing, you know? But, like, the total end result of what all this stuff is doing for me is, like, really unfortunately – and it bums me out. But, like, it's just – more often than not, I'm just, like – feel like i'm going through the motions doing video game stuff and that's just a, it's just a bummer because i've done that so much like i you know and i don't i don't know 
I wish, I wish we, I wish there weren't so many expectations about what a triple A game needs to have and how long it has to be and what the structure has to be and like all these other things that to me just we're just getting old. I mean, I guess <laughs> that's, I'm sitting that, here thinking about this though, and it's like I was watching you play a lot of the time that we yeah. were that we were playing. Like I, I, we were passing back and forth, and then I just kind of stopped playing because I yeah. was doing other stuff. And it's funny because it's like if I had to guess, like for most of the time, like I would look up and I thought you were enjoying the game. Oh, I was. And I think the difference now is just that when we were kids, we were so much more tolerant of of just moments of time that aren't enjoyable. Like, you know, like just the, the dead space of playing through a game and just like doing the stuff that you don't care about. Like, but still just whatever. Like, it's just them just doing a thing. Like, yeah. you just you, don't, you you don't give a, a shit screen, because you have nothing competing for your time. Exciting inherently. You have yeah. nothing yeah. else competing for your time in that moment. It's yeah. just, you know, it's just you're doing the thing to get to the next fun thing because you're a kid and you do whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like, I just, I, uh, it's, I think that's got to be it, right? Because yeah. there are moments of that game that are really amazing. Oh, and there then, are a lot of moments. And then the rest really of it's amazing. just wasting my fucking time. It's a two, it's, there's two levels of it. Part of it is like, in the moment, the hours that I'm spending doing that, that I'm not spending doing other things. But part of it is also that, like, just when I engage with a creative work, I mean, it sounds kind of silly, but, like, I part of it I'm doing because I want something to think about and I want something that's going to leave me with something. You know, like, I don't just play things to pass the time in interesting ways, like, or or in ways that are just going to make me happy at the time. Like, so I... Much. I have done that certainly, but like, <laughs> I'm not saying I, I don't ever do that. But in general, if I'm going to sit down like <laughs> the ghost of Zuma, just sort of yeah. crawled up yeah. his back there, oh for sure, frog is yeah. presenting, no. and like yeah, I will cop to that. I have plenty of examples, but like don't forget about me. Chris. But this isn't that. Like, like the last, revenge. Like, this. The Last of Us is not Zuma, right? Like it's not Tetris. Like that's it's the a, other quote. That it goes is a, the last. <laughs> it is a linear thing where every moment is like. Part of a linear timeline, <laughs> essentially, of events in this game, yeah. and everything—it's oh, just—it's just inconsistent. As a, I mean, like there are just moments of this game that clearly could have been cut, but the way that game was assembled probably would not have easily been cut. Well, right, because that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. more fundamental than just it's cut just, some moments here and there. Yeah, it's like well, the well, basic way this game is stitched together means you can't not have all that extra. Yeah, well, you just end filler. up with it. Yeah, it's just—it's an inherent yeah. result. Of, of the way these games are made. But it's I like, think if you set out to make a game that was shorter beyond the business considerations and if you can right. get people to let you do it, and if God, if Naughty Dog just said it's six hours and then like, or even less than that, basically yeah. shut like a giant hours. steel yeah. door. You could definitely um, do it. I'm not saying you couldn't do no, it. No, 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 no. I'm saying I actually think there would be a bunch of secret benefits to that that people sure. on the business side would start to see. I think the conversation about the game would, would <clears throat> I think your marketing dollars would actually be better spent. Because the conversation conversation would continue about the game, um, both online and just word of mouth, because people will have had experienced a complete work, right. and then like I'm sure the ending of this game is good. Like I can just tell. I'm sure the ending of this game, the last scene of this game, is good. Like I just know it's going to be good. The last scene of it. The yeah. last scene of The Last of Us. Like I just know it's going to be good, and it's going to be something we're going to want to talk about. I bet two out of the four of us see it. Yeah. yeah, that's you know, and I think if you make a game that <clears throat> is is made to be completed, then you get the conversation up front about oh my god, my mind is blown. This game is so beautiful. You get the conversation in the middle of I wonder where this is going, and then you get the conversation at the end of like oh my gosh, what? How did you experience the ending? Mm -hmm. And that's the conversation that video, uh, video games don't often have around them. It's, sure. it's all about fighting the perceived battle of the audience is going to complain because they hear that it's short yes. and they're not going to buy it because it's short. But yeah. I think the flip side of that is 
if you make The Last of Us 15 hours, which I imagine it's not, it's probably most 12. like eight and a half, nine is my yeah, guess. It's, it's I mean, I don't know. nine to 10 to 12. It even, we don't need if, to guess. If The Last of Us know. is a game is five hours long, if The Last of Us is a game is nine hours long, if it's 12 hours long, it still is in the zeitgeist for the three weeks in its launch window. Yeah. So people yeah. are going to talk about The Last of Us if it's the five-hour Last of Us, and people are going to talk about The Last of Us if it's the 12-hour Last of Us. People aren't going to keep coming back to this game no matter what. So right. maybe you should pay to make the amazingly tight five-hour The Last of Us that gets the same amount of conversation, assuming you can get yourselves over the perception problem of it's only a five-hour campaign. Yeah, I mean, the 90s happened, <laughs> and games were really long, and then yeah. into the early 2000s. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Well, it's Portal, a, I mean, Naughty Portal got the, the greatest pass though, right? of that, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, they include a full feature. I'm just saying Naughty Dog always checks these boxes. Like, their their multiplayer components are enormous. Mm, right. And, like, you know, The Last of Us has a huge multiplayer. I'm right. never going to play that. But, but I mean, like, also, a five-hour game with a, with a huge multiplayer component, yeah, sure. like, well, that's, 60 that's bucks. Portal. Yeah. There. Yeah. yeah, that's Portal 2. That's true. Yeah. 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 God, Portal 2's campaign was too long, too, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was, yeah. Mm -hmm. Probably, like, three hours too long. I think I'm, like... <laughs> 20 not 30 percent completed so i don't know if that means i got extra found in extra the stuff yeah it is my, yeah. my save file says 30 percent in my time I keep forgetting to look at my that. time passed yeah. is just under three hours so like two hours and 50 so like 10 hours. minutes or something yeah 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 so um man uncharted 2 really wore out its welcome that was the last night you and i, and I were so yeah. into the we were into that when you it, and i were like doing high fives over the couch <laughs> in uncharted uh, 2 <laughs> Well, because we were on an emotional journey with this game. The, the opening of Uncharted 2, I mean, the opening yeah. of a Naughty Dog game, is really, really well done. All the stuff with yep. the train, we've probably oh. talked about this. But then, because it was a frame story, I was playing the entire game just waiting for, like, okay, when for is this, train this going to connect back in? And then when Drake and the crew ends up on a train, I was like, this train is going to wreck in a crazy snow swept mountain. It's going to be crazy. And that was, like, the halfway point in the game. And I was like... Oh, okay. But I you had me when the train wrecked, and I had to climb back up the train a second time. But I now know the context for which I'm doing it. Right. Amazing. Then we get the guys in. Like, we went through like the Tibetan city up on the hill, which yeah, was yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then we got to uh, like the Yetis. And yeah. We went, there were Yetis. Oh, and we went. Well, the uh -oh. Yeti arc is the. Is the well, I shot a helicopter no, 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 no. and then so, I quit. No, we, 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 <laughs> I wouldn't mind that so much because that just felt like. Indiana well, the Yeti showed up and we were like, both that felt, like, that still felt like inside of like Indiana Jones logic. I'm like, sure, yeah, no yeah, problem, yeah, no yeah, problem. Yeah. But then the Yeti show up and Jake and I go, motherfucker, there's fucking Yetis in this fucking right, game. We're so mad. Where you're like, okay, there can be a, there can be one treasure that has mythological powers. That's yeah, sort of yeah, like yeah. the classic serial adventure arc. Like we're going after this. I get chased by a tank. No problem. Whatever. But then we're like, there's Yetis, and I think we straight up we straight up said there better be a fucking guy in these. No, there's not a guy in a suit. No, 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 it's a no, Yeti, no, and then we killed him, and then there is a guy in the suit. You know what's yeah. hilarious about Sorry, this? I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, the Last of Us is actually within, like, that. that yeah. That, yeah. What? Hold this, on. This, what? There's it's up. actually in the same universe as Uncharted. But isn't Uncharted a movie in this world? Oh, is it? What? I think what? That's what no, I thought. There, there's some. It might be. I, is it really pulling out facts? Is it Laura Croft's plot. dream? <laughs> like, what? There, there, there is some weird metaverse what? thing where there was a texture in a previous Naughty Dog game that was the teaser for The Last of Us. Yeah, yeah. Before The Last of Us was announced. Right. But no. But you were. It was like a newspaper article. It's a newspaper right? article within the game that like fungal like, fungal thing cannot be explained or fungal infestation. In, in, in Uncharted Three. In, in Uncharted Three. Oh, but so I, I love the idea that like while Nathan Drake is like dicking around like killing Yetis and shit, the whole real world. God. Like going to so so that shit. makes the Uncharted games just basically an exercise in nihilism at this point, right? Just because like, it's no Uncharted matter what he does, like whatever, yeah, yeah. Unless unless Uncharted Four is in Nathan space. Drake finding 
a fungal remedy, and then there's this crazy fork <laughs> timeline thing where Nathan Drake and uh, Joel, whatever. Yeah, yeah. If, if Uncharted four or five and The Last of Us two or three are actually a weird like right. blipping back and forth, like uh, come on, Joel, let's Slaughterhouse the fight. five, God. fucking we get crazy. So Uncharted just Infinite. The same guy. Yep, I know, I know. <laughs> they're just related, aren't they? Like they, they color like they their armor different. The DNA. Who are you oh, talking about? They're Joel, both definitely Joel, yeah. rugged white Joel male video Drake, game Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I do think there is a newspaper headline in uh, Last of Us that is about the Uncharted movie. Seriously? Really? So it just goes, it's like Inception. Oh my God. But the Uncharted movie in The Last of Us is a documentary about it. Rockin'! Yeah, that is actually Ken Burns' Uncharted. <laughs> the Nathan Drake story. Oh, wow. The thing about the Yetis was that it's we realized there was a guy in his games. <laughs> God, that would be so good. Whatever. Yeah. Naughty if Dog, you could please watch make a fucking the, like, Cloud Atlas like, in the next unfold. Last, yeah. Last of Us game and The Last of Us 2 and even more of us. If well, you it was could, The like, Last of Us 2 Uncharted. Right. And like just watch the Ken Burns version of that right. documentary where it's just a bunch of screenshots like the way from the game like zooming in and the movie. And then Nathan Drake is just playing Jack and Daxter. Just... Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that would be fantastic if there's just bad black and white footage of well, Nathan Drake. Not Nathan Drake's in the fucking '90s or whatever. Nathan Drake is is an Indiana Jones esque story, but it doesn't take place in the past like Indiana Jones. It takes place in present day. Right. Right. He's oh my god, ones. gross! I keep thinking about this as like a history. No, no, no. no. I was saying right. while Nathan Drake is like chasing no, 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 around the happening. pole or whatever, plant zombies are eating people <laughs> elsewhere. Soon. Oh, right. It's just starting. It's yeah. just starting. It's yeah. okay. Maybe Uncharted 4. Uncharted is 3 is day zero. Yeah. 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 Uncharted 3 is day zero of The Last yeah. of Us. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Gross. Man, Uncharted 4 better be fucking crazy. Yeah. This Uncharted is like, 4 colon The Last of Us 2 colon they're Uncharted doing, They're 4. doing what everyone wants to happen in the like Half-Life Portal universe. Right. I don't know about everyone, but the, the thing that Valve teases That was constantly. the biggest fuck you in Portal 2, and it was the best. Mm-hmm. Where they're just like, anyway, it's ten thousand years later. Anyway, yeah. we're always second place after science. Good. Here is yeah. the stupid life preserver from the ship that sailed away, and you see in Half Life Two episode two, it's gone now, and like that happened, literally, yeah, like thousands of decades ago. Yeah, I had yeah, it's the best. So that's Uncharted Four is actually yeah, it's going to be in space. What you said, <laughs> yeah. Nathan Drake wakes up and he's on a fucking moon base, and, and the Earth, Earth has just, just red. <laughs> the Earth is just brown. Oh man, right. it's, yeah. It's, it's like, a I gotta get this. It's a ruined Earth movie. Yeah. It's just <laughs> Nathan Drake has to recover Neil Armstrong's footprint. Yeah. <laughs> before some other washed-up explorer who's also on the moon does, mm. yeah. and they're going to do that by climbing around the moon. Yeah. It's gonna be Imagine good. what kind of sweet jumps well, you could do though, in that game. Moon. It's fine. No, low gravity? Was that just you floating in slow motion? I was jumping in slow motion. Oh. That's why I opened my mouth. <laughs> Classic jumping in slow motion I move. see. We should take a break and talk about audible.com slash wizard. Video. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Audible. You can go to audiblepodcast.com slash wizard and get a free audiobook download with your trial subscription. And, uh, yeah, Chris, we were going to recommend... The Great Gatsby, as narrated by Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal? You go with Gyllenhaal. Is it Gyllenhaal? It's Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Oh, 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 oh. Jake Jiff. (laughs) (laughs) We all just read The Great Gatsby recently, and if I'm sure we've talked about this at length. It's sort of like a 
It's just been in our our brain zeitgeist. But if you haven't revisited The Great Gatsby, definitely watch the movie. <laughs> no, on Audible. Not, I'm Jake Gyllenhaal read it to you. No, yeah, yeah no. don't. The movie is fine. The movie, Whatever. The movie exists. I didn't actually see the movie. The, yeah. This Audible like plug is directed towards the person who has not read The Great Gatsby because we've been talking about it over the past three months and also dodged the film but was always like, I should really read The Great Gatsby. Now, don't don't read The Great Gatsby. Have Jake Gyllenhaal read it to you. Yeah. Like he likes to. And if you don't know Jake Gyllenhaal, then go to audiblepodcast.com slash wizard and download a recording right. of Jake Gyllenhaal right. reading, reading it into a microphone. And it'll feel like a movie because it's Jake Gyllenhaal. We said this on, on the Idle Book Club uh, episode of The Great Gatsby, actually, but it's it's a book that I think just sort of gets written off in your brain because it's a book that you either read in high school English or because it's in quotes a high school English book. But The Great Gatsby, especially as a... It, it's a little later in life than high school aged yeah. is worth reading for the first time or going back and revisiting with just sort of the experiences that you've accumulated as an adult living in the world. It's yep. a, it's a fantastic read. Yeah. Um, so I imagine hearing it read through the voice of esteemed actor, Jake Gyllenhaal would be an amazing experience. Well, yeah. it's set be based on that in the Zodiac universe, which is nice because mm. Oh, it's Jake Gyllenhaal's Jake character Gyllenhaal. from Zodiac. Yeah, he's the narrator the, in Zodiac, yeah. but also the narrator of this yeah. interesting oh, choice. Oh, so here's an yeah. experiment. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash wizard, buy The Great Gatsby, and then watch get it Zodiac. Oh, get Let's, it for free. It's a free download. For sure. Yeah. Why not? Or, you get to keep it or a regardless book, whatever. of whatever. I'm not, I'm not judging which thing people decide to, to pay for or get for free. But then just um, also go to Amazon, get the Blu-ray of Zodiac. And just put that on mute with Jake Gyllenhaal reading The Great Gatsby. Oh yeah, it's it's it like it's like together a perfectly. It's like Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Occasionally turn the volume on Zodiac up so that a weird word is inserted into your copy of The Great Gatsby. <laughs> Preferably one spoken by the Zodiac. Yeah, right. who's played by Jake Gyllenhaal in the film right. as well. If you do that, at, <laughs> if you do that at precise moments, it will actually match the precise cadence of Jake Gyllenhaal between the two books and create new and fascinating sentences uh, that just bring a new dimension. Who is that? Ca- what's that character's name? The Zodiac Killer. No, the Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> character in The Zodiac, because he's also a writer who wrote the actual book about The Zodiac, which I hope is on Audible, and also narrated by it's Jake not. Gyllenhaal oh, or wait, Willem Dafoe. That's your thinking, if I did it, by The Zodiac Killer, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yes. So thank you, Audible, for sponsoring they this episode. They have other books, too, FYI. They've they only have two books. They have The Great Gatsby, as read by Jake Gyllenhaal. And they have the book Zodiac based on the film, book. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the book that the, the film book The Zodiac that, yeah. is based off called Zodiac, The Summer of the Zodiac, or whatever it's called, Zodiac Zodiac Rising. Zodiac no, he plays Robert Graysmith. Right, who is the oh, yeah. author of the book. Um, I think one of them is just called Zodiac. Right. And the other one, which Starring is... Starring Robert Downey Jr., who is in Iron Man. <laughs> with, with you're, you're going for this. Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth <laughs> Paltrow, who is in... No, I think Robert Graysmith's books are just um, are Shakespeare in Shakespeare Love, Love which with, is a book. That, I was trying to get all the way. I'm trying to get Kevin Bacon. Oh. Okay. He doesn't exist. Trying to get, I thought you were just trying to work in another He doesn't book. exist in this universe. In oh, my God. If the Zodiac about. book is narrated by Kevin Bacon, we're there. <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> Very low. Uh, the odds are okay, quite low. Well, we're going to look it up. I would start to question reality. <laughs> yeah, if, if that, if, if in this moment, in this really hot room where this fucking spiral is going on, if Kevin Bacon read the Zodiac <laughs> book, I don't know. I'd just jump out the window. I think it'd be all over. 
Right. And you would be caught by, wait for it, <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, audiblepodcast.com slash wizard. Thanks, Audible. Video. Are we done? <laughs> I'm not, but I'm willing to be. <laughs> Jake, you want to say and we're back? And we're back. That's my best impression of Jake. Speaking of books. We're back. You, Rugniki is Yugoslavian for bacon. No, it's not. <laughs> I can't let it go. I mustn't. There's got to be. Just, you're just trying to beautiful mind it up here. Like, this is how the Zodiac Killer was formed. Exactly. <laughs> like, this is exactly what happens. Starring Russell Crowe, by the way. This is where his cypher came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good. What? Starring Russell Crowe, by the way. Pretty soon you're going to be doing the audible reads in the Zodiac voice. Just What is the Zodiac Killer? He's just like sort of a... He's, he's not that, he's not that really like what, slow he's, voice. he's saving American lives. He's, he's got oh my god, voice. he's Albert Finney. No, but Albert Finney's in that movie. Is he talking <laughs> to Albert Finney? At the, yes, Albert Finney. Aha! Oh my god, so Albert Finney is the voice of the Zodiac interviewing himself on that TV show. Albert Finney is the guy who's on the AM talk show. Who, right. He is the weird like SF culture personality who was on an episode of Star Trek. Right. Psychotherapist what? guy. Right. Who talks to the Zodiac when he calls into the TV show. <laughs> Albert Finney. Does the Zodiac voice? No, he doesn't. In the Born Ultimatum. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what anything you're talking about is. You've seen the Born Ultimatum, right? I mean, yes, but I don't remember what you're talking about. That voice, remember? No. I mean, I believe you. None of this is on the podcast. <laughs> Searching for Albert Finney Zodiac just brings up multiple links of Albert Finney's horoscope readings at various times. <laughs> Wait, so maybe it wasn't Albert Finney. It's the guy I confused with Albert Finney. Well, Albert Finney and that guy are both in. No. no. Ugh. Okay, hold on. This is the dumbest conversation. This needs to be figured out right now. I don't even know what the you're big trying guy. to figure out anymore. The big guy. It's, Al- it's fucking Brian Cox, the fake yeah. Albert Finney. Oh, Brian Cox. Oh, yeah, he is the fake Albert Finney. Yeah, both those guys yeah. show up in the fucking Bourne movies. And I think the X-Men movies both as like the same basic right. guy all the they time. Do. Right. They're a guy in a lab who builds guys. <laughs> And slash or they wear huge glasses and talk about how they talk to Albert the Finney and they've got crazy Brian lips. Cox. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Albert Finney is to Brian trait. Cox as Kieran Knightley is to Natalie Portman. Oh, especially in in Star Star Wars <laughs> episode <laughs> Star one, Wars. the, heat, the, the heat Phantom Menace, where they play each other. Yeah. And we're back. So speaking of books, Chris, I have an apology to make. Uh huh. We haven't recorded an book club in a few months now and it's because i haven't finished it's because we were defeated by wolf hall yes nick attempted it as well was also defeated it's a very good book and we're putting yeah so we're gonna put out a podcast uh next week about books and uh get this gravy train gravy train because it is this is it is our leading downloaded podcast um (laughs) by librarians um actually no this is hi librarian (laughs) <laughs> you emailed us once. I'm, hopefully you're listening still. <laughs> Hi. What we're we talking about? Idle Book Club. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so next, next week we're gonna we're gonna try and record an interim Idle Book Club podcast where we just talk about um, some books. some books we've been reading recently in or general. Looked at. <laughs> Heard of? Seen the, the covers of? No, yeah. exist. And it's then, gonna call. It's gonna be called a book by its cover. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll we'll kind of take a bit of a summer break with the Idle Book Club, and then we'll come back hopefully with Wolf Hall. We're gonna continue our spring break and sort of spin spin that into a summer break. How as would well. you feel about it's, it's um, summer now? It's June. I'm pitching you this in the middle of a podcast, oh, which I see never works. <laughs> I'm gonna pitching you this in the middle of a podcast, which never works. But yeah. we could also do just like a summer book, which could be The Sun Also Rises, which is a summer book, and I have read, so it'll be easy for me to get through. We could just swip, flop them, flip, yeah. flop them, flip, yeah. flop them. Yeah. yeah, I could do that. Okay, so we'll do Let's that in do July. Yeah. Okay. Good plan. 
You still want to do the special episode next week? Yeah, why yes. not? Okay. Sure. Let's do it. Get ready, everyone, because I know all of you listen to the Idle Book Club, and um, it's actually a really fun podcast. It's a member of the San Francisco concert, or member, what was it? Damn it. We uh, have a tagline for that. We don't even know. It's a member of something. Oh, the San Francisco Review of Books. We yeah. like made up a fake organization <laughs> that the Idle Book Club is part of that isn't even real. Yeah. Yeah. It's safe to assume that Jeff Goldblum is the president of that organization as well. Clearly, yeah. Um, yeah. President yeah. in absentia. Anyway. So if you've been waiting for the Idle Book Club, we apologize. We'll probably um, – we'll update that you know, in the next week or so with something to tide you over. Follow it up with The Sun Also Rises by Ernest Hemingway and then follow that up at, in the near future with uh, Wolf, Wolf Hall by Hillary podcast. Mantel. And I, I will say that I, I – Wolf Hall today. I do look forward to talking about Wolf Hall with – whoever ends up reading it because it, it really is an astonishingly good book. It's one of my favorite novels of the last few years. It was, I think 2010, it won the, it the is Booker, very, very the Booker good. prize. It's a really, it's an unusual, really excellent piece of fiction. Named of course, for Booker DeWitt of Bioshock. And <laughs> the Booker yes. prize, the man Booker prize. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Named the man Booker DeWitt because man. he's a man, right? right, right yeah. Right. Well, the man that I want to be at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone wants to. Um, there's a sweat of his brow reference somewhere in there. Also, Sure. I, yeah, probably. Anyway, games. So I've been playing, uh, or not been playing. I've actually completed. Uh, that was the lowest rent Idle Thumbs bumper ever. I, know, I, was, know, I, was, saying I was thinking that. It's like, that's going to be over. Games. But no, I think that needs to stand alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I've been playing. I, again, I just keep saying it wrong. I, I'm i so accustomed to say I've been playing because I rarely, I never finish games. So I'm so saying, oh, yeah, I've been playing. Um, I actually completed oh, Capsule you beat it. by Adam Saltzman, the guy who made. Uh, Cannabalt and Gravity Hook and um, Hundreds. Uh, he's just he's a really talented indie game developer out of Austin, I believe. And uh, he sent me a copy of his game Capsule, and I was not familiar with this game, even though um, I probably should have been. And I played it, and I really, really like it. And I want to give um, uh, at least one other person here, whoever, uh, I think, Sean, you said you might want to play it, mm-hmm. uh, time to play it so we can talk about it together next week but before doing that i wanted to just mention it to our audience so that just if any if anyone out there is there a quick way that you can s- just like what type of game is yeah it? what type yeah of- so yeah sorry i should have started with that huh oh, it's so a capsule this is a game that is played kind of from a detached top-down perspective as if you're inside a capsule um unsurprisingly and you basically control this craft that you're presumably in around an environment and avoid bad things and collect good things to keep yourself from running out of oxygen and power. It's really um, vague and that is by design. That's the reason I'm using such weird, ambiguous terminology. Um, that's part of that's part of what the game is about. And uh, and what systems is it for? Is it... Oh, it's a PC game. It's okay. A, it's a, yeah, just because a lot of his stuff has been it's iOS. A, um, yeah. It's a, it's a very small game um and where can you get it uh you can get it from a website called milsci.info like military science m-i-l-s-c-i dot i-n-f-o that's the game's official site slash wizard (laughs) unfortunately probably not maybe um apparently so i mentioned that game stickets on here a couple weeks ago there's apparently something at stickitsgame.com slash wizard that someone linked me to on Twitter, and I don't really, I couldn't figure out what it is. But it's, I guess that's it's a, insanity, and we have no. Like, I imagine it has nothing this, to do Jake? with us. You've seen this as well, yeah, yeah. Okay, is it just that wizard? 
I can't remember what it is. <laughs> it's that wizard. It's that old that, wizard. Is that wizard? That old stick it's wizard. I don't know. I think I saw a wizard. <laughs> when I clicked on a link on your I profile on Twitter. Oh, I don't think that's what you're thinking. No, about. that was just I probably just linked to a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> that's my dad. Stickitsgame.com slash, <laughs> slash wizard says, Welcome to the Stickets audiobook wizard. And it it's weird. <clears throat> anyway, someone made a, a joke. But uh that's a good game also. Um So ca- yeah, I re- capsule, capsule sounds interesting. It's cool. It's it it's sounds hard. like you just press a button to a man, basically. Is the description. You're like, you're in a, a capsule moves around objects. Yeah, I know, no. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard a, to describe. It's a hard game, and it's a very um, – it's a small game. When I say small, I don't mean it disparagingly. I mean it's like deliberately claustrophobic and very tightly scoped and probably not for everybody. Like it's a – you know, it's – Cool. It not, sounds, it's, it's, like the, it's literally the exact opposite of what The Last of Us is. You know, like it's almost monochrome. It's – weird and confining it's like it's the complete opposite the two games i've been playing in the last week could not be any less alike one another but they're both good uh, for different reasons and in different ways cool i finally started playing the swapper and i have nothing more to say on it but i am <laughs> sorry well, that was insightful <laughs> sorry just i i i did enjoy that all of that game has is super ridiculously detailed its presentation is also incredibly muted and really weird yeah i agree I and i'm that. sure it's in a very different way than capsule is but you saying that made me want to play that game more. not in a completely different way yeah i mean okay. they, they share more in common Capsule is also games, made of clay and cardboard yeah and, and uh, capsule is pixel art entirely so oh okay anyway cool i mean capsule. it's not it's not like sprites jumping around mm-hmm. it's just it's just a game with it's a low resolution game is all I right mean. cool i played gunpoint this week oh yeah what'd you think it's really fucking good that game is so good yeah. This is the check-in segment. Yeah, no, I just figured why not. Keep it <laughs> oh, going. you mean what you've been playing? Yeah. What you've been playing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, what you've been playing, Sean? Letterpress. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty good, right? I can't remember what that game is. I know I played it, but you, I, I can't believe you're not obsessed with it. Letterpress. Well, I did play a bunch of it yeah. a while ago, but I can't. It's really uh, it's a combination of it's like, like boggle, but territorial. Like. Yeah, it's it's about claiming territory by way of blocking oh, up areas through words. Right, where there's two colors. And yeah. You're, yeah. Yes. Okay. So I did if, play a bunch of that. If yeah. you ever, yeah. it's you, you know, you you are given a grid like a boggle grid, and you place down you play words by selecting them you know you spell out but and then hit submit and you get four points for that well jake spells out i spell but only (laughs) um oh sorry you you don't have to line them up or anything you don't have to create words by actually finding them in the thing it's just you you just are given a grid of tiles and if you can spell a word out of any of those tiles that's that's all that matters basically you by by tapping the letters they sort of assemble in a tray at the top of the game so you can yeah you they don't know. have to be in any sort of connected order and or then like once you submit the word it those tiles get claimed as your color on the game board mm-hmm. and then the, your opponent plays and they can just bowl over any of your letters unless you've managed to actually cordon off if you if you claim a letter tile and then also claim the tile above below to its left and to its right the the tile in the middle becomes bright and then it can't be claimed on that turn by the opponent by the opponent Mm. so the objective is basically just to claim to be the person that has the most territory claimed when every single letter has been played once so it's a it's a combination of like boggle and sort of or words with friends asynchronous type stuff but with that with the territorial control thing Mm -hmm. the thing i love about the territory control is it has a lot of things you would like in this, like a tactics game, like a lot of things that I think people, um, right, sort of like just core gamers. How much really of respond to. do you erode versus how much right. new territory do you claim in a word and stuff like that? And also, when you think about it, because none of this stuff is exposed in the game, but when you start, when you make the mental leap 
about how often certain letters are used in words, mm. um, those become really powerful to control. Yeah. And just to keep the other person off of. And that's a really great kind of realization. We're like, oh man, there's only one E on this board. Yeah, the same word can't mine. be played twice. And I think there are certain forms of words that are not allowed if if the a different one has already been played. Right. Like, like if I if I play like like tables, you can't play table. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. If there's if a suffix has been applied, you can't remove the suffix yeah. to play the word. But you can apply various suffixes and prefixes to, to words. Yeah. And what I love about the presentation <laughs> of the game is that you can have multiple games going on at once if you pay for the full version. And you should, because it's really good. But because of the territory nature where like one team is blue and another team is red and you can switch those colors to do whatever you want uh all your games sort of come up as just world maps world map icons you can see sort of at a quick glance how much territory you have left to control or this sort of where you are where you're standing in the game oh there's there's a thing Mm -hmm. that just by looking at the colors at the end of the game it gives you a url that you can go to that gives you a slider so you can roll through the entire time lapse of the board as well which is cool it was it was added like a month the game's been out for i think like probably a year at this point but that that showed up a couple months after release the thing i I enjoyed most about that game was when you get into this sort of chess like kind Mm -hmm. of three moves ahead thing and i would remember getting in situations where i would i would place tiles such that i knew that I there were at least two more high value words that could right. be created as a result of what I just did. So you could so use even that to if sort of the guy can play, a tiny bit more. Yeah. yeah, well I knew that even if the guy would grab one of them, I could follow it up with something else right. and like stay a step ahead and like right. other you that, know, those games get nuts too when when a board shows up that happens to have a really common like couple of Latin roots and then they like yeah. just because And ugh. you start from like the smallest possible right. thing and you just know you're like this is good for like five more words. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. You know, and you can kind of tell also this is horrible, but like you can tell when you start a game of letterpress. I don't want to load this up again. I haven't played it in many months, but like you can kind of tell how quickly someone the your opponent is going to like recognize all of those basic roots and like it's usually clear within a few turns like right. okay I can um, probably sneak this by this guy and he's not going to realize that like just adding a few letters on is just going to double my score for free two turns from now mm-hmm. you know, right. like it's yeah yeah it's and I actually I discovered the game I, I knew it was out but the thing that sold me on the game was our friend Patrick's game blog called thisgame.co and he is doing sort of a cool thing which, which is he only did one iOS game. Mostly it's been board games, but it's just an online newsletter with a really clean, really nice website. And they just put out like board game anecdotes and reviews pretty regularly. Oh, cool. So it's worth the, checking out. The one last thing that I wanted to say about Letterpress that is fucking good for a game like this, it's made, it's created by, I think, just one dude. Um, it has no advertising. It has no bullshit social stuff it's it, it uses the ios game center api and that's all that it has for matchmaking so you just the os built-in friends list is the only thing that it uses for like tracking identities and stuff it has one in-app purchase which allows you to run multiple games and have a history and choose colors and that's the only like it's just the game which most asynchronous word games at this point especially on ios are just like zingered out the ass and are just a complete disaster where like if you I don't know if any of you guys have loaded up Words with Friends in 2013. No. I have. It's the worst. Um, yeah, this Words game... with Friends is still inside of wordswithfriends.app somewhere, but it's uh, it's a disaster to find uh, underneath the leaderboards. Three ads in the paid version, like the 15 friends that it suggests that you play against <laughs> mixed in with your active games that you're already playing. Like, oh, right. Anyway, Jesus. Letterpress 
has a list of your current games on a white screen. You press one of those games and it zooms in. Then you play that game and close it, and then it shows your list of games. And that is the entirety of the game, which is amazing. And it's sad that's amazing, but it's amazing. Letterpressgame.com. This is so cleanly made. <laughs> slash wizard. Yeah, really it is good. super cleanly made. Yeah, for sure. Um, reader what do the readers have So there's say. one that I, I, real, I, I just realized now. There's one we read last week about The Last of Us that I thought might be interesting to like revisit now that we've played the game. Fuck Nick. Can I... <laughs> Make a confession. Yes, you may. I did not listen to last week's podcast. Oh, that's okay. So this will be new I mean, to me. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I don't. I'm not going to reread the whole mail because people have already heard it. But this was essentially someone wrote in to uh, say that they they gave up playing The Last of Us because they're frustrated with its stealth mechanics. Um, they were saying that The Last of Us stealth feels archaic in comparison to recent games like Mark of the Ninja and Dishonored because it doesn't have the clear kind of UI cues that uh, games like that have to, you know, indicate when you're uh, when you're seen, when you're in danger, or you know, so on and so forth. Those different games do it different ways, but The Last of Us doesn't have a lot of that. It has instead this weird kind of sort of absurd, like bat he, mode, bat mode, yeah, where yeah, you can Batman's like basically oral, see through walls. Yeah. Where they claim it's based on hearing, but it's you know, it's just the X-ray vision. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, I didn't, I wasn't thinking about this while I was playing, but having thinking about this again now. Um, I, I actually don't agree with this reader about this in the context of the last of us, Nick, I don't know how you feel about that, but, um, I actually found that the moments where my cover, my, my cover was broken and I had to improvise or just book it just straight up run, um, to be the most effective, oh, yeah, most sure. memorable combat yeah. moments in the game. And I think if it were given a really clean UI that allowed me to just be a master stealth man. I think it would be a lot less effective. Yeah, I, yeah, agree with I that. think. Yeah, there are moments of confusion, but I think that feels those thematically moments... allowed because you're just supposed to be a dude. Yes. Yeah. In Mark of the Ninja, you're a ninja. In Dishonored, you're an yes. assassin. Right. In oh, this, for sure. In this yeah. game, you're a yeah. you're a guy you're a who, guy. Oh, it's thematically who would allowed. Like, kick a bottle and then get caught and like yeah. or whatever you know. Yeah. I, yeah. Know. I, the I thing... also actually like the feel of the stealth. Like it has sort of a fuzzy a fudginess mm-hmm, to it, mm-hmm. to where I'm like that builds tension in a way that I feel is necessary for the thematic content of the game. Yeah. You know, no, I think um, it makes sense. It provides a level of fear when you're sneaking up on a guy or trying to get past guys. It just feels like it would feel in the movie version of this. Yeah. yeah. The, the main thing that I, that I, that did fall flat for me, like when combat fell flat, it was often because I was in a part that in, rather than on the mechanic side, it was on the level design side where it just felt like I was just being funneled through an area where it's like, you're just gonna have to fight a bunch of these guys. Yeah. Um, or, or weird things where it's like, the game acts like there's guys coming that you can fight, but in reality, you just have to go a different way. Like I got stuck on a part for a long time because I thought the game was throwing zombies at me that I was I thought I was supposed to kill. Nope, turns out you just have to go somewhere else and then trigger a cutscene and like shit like that. I find very irritating in any game, um, you know. So I found it irritating in this game as well. But but the the way they handled stealth, that particular thing, I thought was was pretty good actually. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. Any other cool readers sending um, cool emails? Probably. Do, 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 do. Getting a guy in the head with oh, a brick man. in this game is really affecting. <laughs> it's like really intense. Yeah. Yeah. When you pick up a brick to defend yourself and just smash a head, yeah. it's like really annoying. you club them and they just sort of like face first go into a wall and then just bounce off of that wall in a really realistic way. God. 
Yeah. All of that stuff just They feels... killed like six mocap I could do... to get that. <laughs> yeah, right. I could do with less like knee to ex- face. Yeah, knee to yeah. the face exploding heads, which I feel yeah. like is a thing that games are just super into now for some reason. Well, like just... exploding heads, like curb stomping and like headshotting a guy and having the head literally explode or like kneeing a head into pulp. The funny thing about that is it feels like it's going for shock value but I feel like the more shocking thing would be is the head didn't explode and it was just a crack and you went oh shit. Like it always feels a little bit overdone to me. Yeah. More than comic actually. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The head exploding is actually the like the the schlocky. Yeah. Right. uh, Now it's like tromo. Trauma, trauma, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just the head exploding in a big shower of guts is the like not shocking but viscerally satisfying. Just like, (laughs) like you just sort of like, hilarious. A thing happened, you know. Yeah. Uh, It feels like in this game that's. But yeah, a jaw just kind of coming loose. It feels like a trend in games over the last few years, which is kind of gross. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Do 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 do. Um. So is that you're looking for email? It is, it is me looking for email. I just had one a second ago. Here we go. Joel S. says, Office games. You've mentioned that sometimes uh, Telltale plays TF2 in the office, and also that Neptune's Pride has been a great game to play. We've played both in our office. The Neptune's Pride game we had was dot, 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 interesting. And we're looking for some more options that suit around two hours after work and are fun for people who haven't, that haven't played the game before. It also helps if it is old or free, of course. Love the podcast. Thanks, Joel. Oh, I have a free game. Grind- <laughs> oh, this is, this is Grinding Gear Games. These are the guys who make Path of Exile. A game that I keep meaning to play that I haven't yet. A free game, you say? A free game? Yeah, you're excited, John. Something associated podcast. It's... Go ahead and just say it. What are you waiting for? Say it. Get it over with. Super Mario 3. (laughs) (laughs) Today. That would be a good podcast. I'm going to recommend... Uh, I'm actually not going to recommend Dota. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. Nobody will have that fun. That fits... That does not fit a core... Component. Want a fun game to play yeah. around the office after work? Get everyone into Dota today. <laughs> <laughs> that could know. be new readers actually, to the podcast. That would mean, be, it would be the hurdle that it would take to get people... Yeah. Like, the hurdle it takes to get people into Team Fortress 2 yeah. or Neptune's Pride is already high and then saying... Let's try MOBAs. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty suppose. intense. I the suppose. thing is, if you did have a group of five or a group of ten, <laughs> if, you did, yeah. if you did, if you did, that's really one of the more fun ways to learn an incredibly hard to learn game. That's fair. With, yeah. the, with your friends. Yeah. Um, we got into a phase of Double Fight of playing um, the new XCOM multiplayer at work during lunch. That is that fun. good? Yeah. I mean, it's good in the sense that it's like you can complete a game in a totally reasonable amount of time. It's goofy. Because you're playing against your buddy and, like, it's XCOM, so crazy things can happen as a result of chance. You know, as opposed to, like, a really cutthroat multiplayer game where everything is completely skill-based. You know, you can just get a crazy roll and, like, pull off an amazing shot or miss one or amazing. And it's, like, people gather around and it happens and people laugh and it's cool and, you know, people get excited. That, that, That was a fun thing that happened for a while after that game came out. I have fun with it, but it's it does feel very unbalanced to me. Yeah, no, I mean it's not yeah. it's not a hardcore competitive game. It's yeah. just a it's a fun yeah. thing. No, There's I mean, a contingent it's... at Telltale um like co-oping Borderlands 2 together right now, which is really mm. cool cuz you can just like slot people into that and people can jump in and come out and like mm-hmm. you can yeah, it's seems to be those guys are really enjoying that. Oh man, XCOM came out for iOS this week and I haven't oh, yeah. bought it yet cuz I'm a fool. Was I was really good. worried that it was going to get completely crapped on by the App Store community because it costs 20 bucks yeah. and that game people has that game to... has four and a half stars and all the reviews are actually like thank god there is a, there's like a polished level game, you know, like a, a legitimate 
systemic, interesting full game that I can just buy and play on my iPad because those cool. don't exist. Like, it, like almost every review is just like, thank you for making this for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's cool. That's, that's the awesome. hardware is just sitting inside of these things at this point yeah. and no yeah. one is actually making content like that for it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Yeah, we got two really fast. It was Knights of the Old Republic came out, even though it's a throwback. And right. Then, uh, yeah, Knights of the Old Republic, but that's like a whole generation earlier of, right. of tech. It's all the way back to Xbox, yeah. Yeah. And then... um, But XCOM, that's like... It's, that's an intense that's thing now. to drop on an mm-hmm. iOS thing within, yeah. like, basically within 12 months of its yeah. of its, of I mean, its original they, release. they clearly, like, resampled assets and stuff, but it looks really For sure. Yeah, yeah, it looks really nice. I've seen, I saw it somewhere work at it this week. Yeah, I know that, like, the shader complexity is lower, the geo mm-hmm. density is lower and stuff, but it still... It looks really good, though. It looks and feels... Or I saw it on an iPhone, and it looked nice on yeah. that. And it's, I, I it's, it it's the mechanically sure the exact really game. Good. It's not, like... XCOM factions or nope. whatever. And they did smart things like requiring an additional confirmation on actions and stuff to make sure, you know, because it's so you don't less just precise like than using a mouse. Because yeah. Yeah. I actually have that problem on, um, with Ace Patrol, which is also a Firaxis game on iPhone. Yeah, I press a button and then a plane goes. Well, you need thing. to double tap that, but like so frequently, I'll, I'm so confident that I'm hitting the right place that I'll just kind of tap it again quickly. Are you still playing Ace Patrol? Uh, yeah, you know why? Because that reader said you can up the difficulty level. and so I Fuck, loaded... that's right. He said that and I haven't done it I yet. I know. We totally forgot to do it. So I, the other day I loaded it up and realized it's true and we're idiots. Okay. You can actually play that game on a harder I'll difficulty. I'll play non-baby Ace Patrol this week. Yeah. It's oh. still the same game. It's not going to It's not gonna like astonish you, but it's, it's you know, it's definitely um, good that that's possible. Cool. Uh, are we done casting this pod? Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Oh, hey, guys. If you have a question, you should write us at <laughs> questions at idlethumbs.net. And while you're on your personal computer, maybe pop over to iTunes. Give us a, give us a review. Yeah. Uh, so thanks for listening, and thanks to Audible for sponsoring this week. Bye, guys. Bye. bye. What? I said bye. Oh, okay. Games. Video. Games. Video. Games. Game games 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 This week on Idle I know what you need. We're going to talk about fungus monsters. How's it going, Nick? (laughs) Well, I'm doing the laugh that Sean was doing 10 minutes ago. (laughs)